This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we journey further in Ruth with pious Boaz. Boaz meets Ruth. Ruth learns Boaz is a redeemer, Naomi's instructions, and Ruth's plea. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left 
Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Titus to the work of pastor and teacher. Make all shepherds of your flock diligent in the preaching of your holy word, so that the whole world may know the immeasurable riches of our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, 
one God now and forever. The first reading for the festival of St. Titus is from Acts chapter 20. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who are with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. 
This is the Gospel of the Lord. Mercy and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The blessing of Almighty God rest especially upon all of those who, like St. Paul and his pupil Titus, will proclaim the gospel of life uh, tomorrow at noon, marching to declare the sanctity of life to this community. As for St. Paul, the mirror doesn't love him. The mirror maybe doesn't love Paul as much anymore. Permafrost has set in on top, rendering the once sable mane now rather sparse like late autumn. Wrinkles are leaving road maps and tire tracks tallying an odometer full of accumulated miles. Knuckles and knees bulge with sediment collected along the way and hardened into bulky branches or weathered roots. Skin has loosened and droops. Shoulders slouch and the backbone bows as if constantly on its way to sit down. Resolute footsteps gradually gave way to a resigned shuffle. With a hitch in the gait to go with a gritty rattle in the throat and occasional misfire in the heart rate, Paul's grown old. Twenty years now, where'd they go? What happened to lean and solid everywhere? What's become of hands were steady, eyes were clear and bright? A principled young man used to supervise execution of Stevens. Saul, they called him, after Israel's inaugural king, the handsome one, standing head and shoulders taller than all other comers. Saul, circumcised promptly on day eight, pride of the Benjamite tribe and pupil of illustrious Gamaliel. Saul, fanatical Pharisee, fervent observer of covenant provisions and globe-trotting enforcer. But blinding revelation and thorn in the side, arrested, imprisoned, interrogated, five times forty lashes, thrice beaten with baton, shipwrecked again and again, stoning in the streets, strenuous days and sleepless nights, cut him down to Paul. 
That's literally Latin for little. He'd had to learn. It isn't about all on your own. And that has turned attention to Titus. Time has come for Titus. Transfer and transition. Now an inmate of the empire, the aged apostle, scrawls one of his last epistles while they wheel him down the hallway into the sunset. And he says, You too, young apprentice, have to grow old. Embrace the inevitable of humanity. Make elders of the brethren and sistren, chapter 1. Make evident their impairments, their limitations, the dependencies and needs of them all. Take heed, especially to the older fellows and the older ladies as well, chapter 2. Even the servant vocation reveals the reality. You will embody the way that slaves do, subjection to authority, whether willing or unwilling, chapter 3. No one goes through disconnected and self-contained. Nobody gets out autonomous or individual. Eventually, something greater does lay claim. Always someone beyond calls shots. And we say, well, fight it, Titus. Rage. Rage against the dying of the light. Hold on to 16 as long as you can. You can defy time with enough soaps and lotions, pills, procedures, and potions. We're going to find the right tools and toys to trick that mean old mirror. Haters and neighbors be damned. We've got the keys to immortality. You don't got to act your age. It ain't nothing but a number anyways. You're only as old as you feel. Never surrender. Keep that childhood excitement forever, the adolescent energy and its appearance and attitude. No need to think, just follow your instincts and run with the young. At least that's what our world apprentices us. And yet, you ever wonder what we're running from? Why do we have to invent a new chemical and develop another technology? Who else do we have to throw under the bus? All of it may distract, but none of it can or will deliver. Neither the Apostle Paul, nor St. Titus, nor us, nor anyone else before or since escapes the obligations and the debts and the consequences. So go ahead and idolize youthfulness because the rules are going to have their reckoning anyway. You can lie all you want to the mirror. It still isn't going to lie back. You can bend the laws, but not a one will break. Reality is only going to stretch so far until truth snaps back with a vengeance, the greater for having been tested. You may tantrum, but it will just hustle you further toward a destination that stays ever the same. Age and adulthood face us all up to the human condition with undeniable honesty. Behold, we are vulnerable. And for that, each of us is accountable. What a relief. How delightful 
to be human assumes an other. If you are alive, that implies that you are entangled, and being a creature comes with having a keeper. Every mortal knows of a maker. So every whitened whisker testifies to that connection. Every winding wrinkle bears witness to relationships. Every bend means dependent, and every buckle tells again the gospel of belonging. Save us not from this kind of getting old, O God. Instead, rescue us from refusing it from preferring loneliness, posing as liberty. Heavenly Father, save me precisely for this kind of getting old. Grant me to abandon outgrowing custody and bid me appreciate not only the privileges of a child, but even the responsibilities that come from being somebody's child. After all, the Most High mirrors us into himself, gray-haired, ancient of days, whose coming forth is from of old. He has taken his place alongside us, where and while the looking glass levels the guilt. Only begotten Son of God underwent the entire range of aging, from embryo to over the hill, and he aged eons in a triennium. This world's immaturities engrave creases into the face and fingers of this Jesus. Humankind's juvenile maneuvers, those are ours, are the ones that slumped his shoulders and hunched his head over. Our stubborn rebelliousness reduced his stride to a stumble until he could not clothe or bathe himself, and another had to cart his cross. And the time arrived for transfer and transition iniquity for innocence. And now, the mirror maker gazes back with compassion and commitment that covers your shortcomings and cleanses even mine and carries them all away. Forgiveness so full-grown doesn't arrest getting older. It intensifies it. Christ resurrected from the dead in the flesh is writing a next and never-ending chapter, reeling in the years and racking them up into a life together that lasts forever. So now Titus can't wait to begin balding. He looks forward to arthritis with childlike excitement. Paul's protege expects to enjoy settling into the slower movements and the senior moments, getting fitted for walkers and hospital beds and generally burdening his neighbors Because the gospel and the body of Christ manifest faithfulness and fellowship within a people of needing, a community of receiving, a family of entrusting. Advancing decades do not graduate us, but ground them in the Father and Son and Spirit. This is the God who basks in sponge bathing and spoon feeding his whole household at tub and table. And so also the pastoral vocation brooks no mavericks or vigilantes. The pastoral vocation enacts and embodies no less than it announces, and that is the magnificent ministry of elderness, of mutual eldering, because preachers and parishioners, priests one and all, draw and drive one another outside of ourselves and deeper 
into the Savior's prescriptions and promises where we are bound and accountable, connected and dependent, entangled and belonging as if hospital patients everyone. You too, little Christian, get to grow old. The edges of your existence are closer than you suppose them to be. Believe it and be held and be glad because heaven and its prince presses on in on you. Become available and even vulnerable face to face with all that you're not and never were and can't and don't have to and don't even want to be. All that Jesus is and has and gives and does for you mercifully amends and graciously exceeds. So go on and speak God's truth, whether it is a word of warning or a word of welcome. Speak it like it's your last chance and theirs. Show Christ's love, whether it means overlooking or engaging. With nothing left to lose, share life whether it is the celebrations or the sorrows. Share it as one who repeats stories and relives memories. Elderly, like Titus, like Paul, like God in the flesh. The mirror may not love us anymore, but the Messiah always has, and a multitude ever will. Amen. May the same Lord who has begun this good work in you carry it on to its completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In our prayers, we remember seminarian Gabriel Strawn and his family following the death of his grandfather, the Reverend Robert Strawn. In confidence of God's rich mercy, let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs, asking that God would bless us and make his face shine upon us.
May the peoples praise you, O God, for in these days when the proclamation of your word is hindered in so many places, you have shown mercy on us and revealed your holy will through the gospel. Make us ever attentive to your voice that we may boldly proclaim your word for all people to hear. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. May the peoples praise you, O Lord, for you have established the governing authorities for our protection. Grant wisdom, humility, and integrity to all who lead, and create among our citizens a desire to work toward peace and harmony. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. May the peoples praise you, O God, for you are gracious and rich in blessing. Reveal your mercy to those who are sick and suffering, to those who mourn, especially the family of Robert, and to all who cry out to you. Make your face shine upon them, that they may know your comfort and peace. Lord, in your mercy. May the peoples praise you, O God, for the tender mercies you show to us in our time of need. Grant comfort to those who have lost all hope and are contemplating suicide. Give us the opportunity to speak to them the hope that is in us, even Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands, our Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. It is truly good, right, and salutary 
that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, for you have mightily governed and protected your holy church, in which the blessed apostles and evangelists proclaimed your divine and saving gospel. Therefore, with patriarchs and prophets, apostles and evangelists, with your servant Titus, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. 
O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in Peace of the Lord be with you always.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming, we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.